You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. We got four check marks. Let's get the Broncos Facebook group up and going here. And da, 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 da. all right. There we go. Welcome in, guys, to another episode of Broncos for Breakfast. It is Tuesday morning at 8.01 Mountain Time, and I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing this fine Tuesday morning? I'm doing good. Getting soggy down here, though. Oh, no. we, I think we swapped areas. Uh, there's yeah. there's too much like Nick-Scott synergy going on because we've turned into Seattle. It's uh, It's 80 and rainy every day, pretty much every day. <laughs> Which is nice and cool. It's definitely cooled off, but it's uh, it's been raining all of July. Man, we could use some of that rain. We've had no measurable rain in like 40 days or something. So uh, that's the secret about the Pacific Northwest. It rains a lot from uh, November to May, uh, but in the summer, dry, 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 which is uh, mm-hmm. scary for the wildfires. But uh, we'll see. Hoping for the best there. But yeah, guys, welcome in to uh, Broncos for Breakfast. It is Tuesday morning. We see you guys every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 o'clock, 8 a.m., Mountain Time. Uh, the show is hosted by myself, Nick Kendall, along with Scott Kennedy. You can find us both on Twitter at Nick Kendall MHH, as well as at Scout Kennedy. And while you're over on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Huddle at Pod and at Mile High Huddle. Uh, following those accounts can make sure you're not missing any of these episodes uh, as they come out. Um, also, guys, if you're joining us today on Facebook, first off, click those thumbs up. Uh, heart reacts, uh, care reacts, the wow. Uh, angry react sometimes you know we'll, we'll take them all we like the interaction there and while you're on facebook make sure you go follow us at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle we appreciate all you facebook listeners you stars you know everybody everybody that contributes in that way um however our number one uh, means of viewership is definitely youtube and if you guys are joining us on youtube today please subscribe like and share and while you're over there also make sure you check out scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. I'm dropping his link in the chat as well. So you guys just literally have to click on that. It'll take you to his channel. Uh, we are, gosh, a week away, weeks away uh, from training camp, really uh, being here, real football, um, the most meaningful football we've had so far. Uh, so that's really exciting. And uh, yeah, but you know what else is exciting, Scott? Our first super chat of the day coming in from Robert Rival coming in here, Ruibel. Uh, let me know. That's a good try. Yeah, that might be right. Maybe you can help us with the phonetics on that, Robert. Um, but he says, "Good morning to Broncos country and to our awesome hosts, Nick and Scott." Well, thank you so much, Robert. Also, want to give a shout out to uh, Broncos seventeen and zero. Uh, as we were closing the chat, uh, the the live stream last Thursday, uh, he had a twenty dollars super come in uh, about probably 30 seconds after we hit the uh, end broadcast button. So uh, thank you, Broncos 17 and 0. We saw you. We appreciate you. Um, and let's get to some of these other comments here uh, going on. Uh, we got uh, in the shop with Willie saying, I'd rather not eat breakfast. Well, it's the most important meal of the day. So uh, you I'll should probably lunch before eat. I skip breakfast. hundred percent. Yeah. That's a, you don't want to get your glycogen storage too low. Then you're going to feel really bad. It's really hard to punish your glycogen also. So come on guys. Bre- breakfast is important. Um, we got DBA in the house as well. Good morning, everyone, and go Broncos. Mike Gibbons is in here, says good morning, Nick and Scott, and Broncos country. EJ in the house, too. Good morning, Nick and Scott, and Broncos country, saying the same. Um, and he's also saying, I'm hungry. What's for breakfast? We're going to talk some linebackers today, of course. Oh, and he said, huh, Robert said, 
Nyate kick. <laughs> he meant Nick. He got the eight in there. That's okay. That's don't worry about it. I've been called worse. Um, we got Facebook users saying, uh, sup guys from Long Beach, go Broncos. Dave Glassman's in the house too. Good to see you, Dave. With Spent the, a long, uh, lot of time in Long Beach. I'm a, I'm a big fan, big fan. Is that California? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. uh, going down the beaches. It's on your way down to uh, like Hermosa and, and, and uh, I'm not Hermosa, but Huntington and Orange County and stuff. So it's kind of in between. Very nice. Uh, we were members of the uh, aquarium there. Very nice aquarium mm. in Long Beach. I need to get down to the Seattle Aquarium. And Looks frankly, crazy. one of the funniest men ever, Richard Pryor, did uh, a stand-up from Long Beach that was recorded. So it helped shape my youthful years. It explains a lot. I was raised by Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. <laughs> uh, Greg Smith in the house. Good morning, fellas. Greg, aloha. Always, uh, aloha. There you go. Shane Daniels. Shane, I feel like it's been a second. How are you doing? Um, good morning. Good to go, Broncos. Uh, Fallen Sloth. I don't recognize this name. I think I would because I love sloths. Uh, Costa Rica. I, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Cafe. God, what's the name of that? Cafe Rose Brit. Brit. Yes, I went there as well. I got my grandparents a coffee mug from there. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Fallen Sloth. Good morning. Go Broncos. We got Juan in the house too. Broncos need to get Aaron Rodgers. Give us a fourth Lombardi. I wish. Uh, oh, my mother's coming in here. Hello, my Hello, mom. Uh, good morning from Missouri. Hopefully the <laughs> things are doing well in the state of misery, as uh, my uncle likes to say down there. Um, hopefully you guys are doing well and having fun. And Dave Glassman saying, uh, jumpstart your metabolism with Broncos for breakfast. So, uh, Scott, let's get into it. Um, we wanted to talk linebackers today as like the main topic, but you texted me this morning, um, about another topic that, uh, I think is quite pertinent. And that was, uh, ESPN's, uh, future rankings, um, that they released a lot of their NFL writers like Jeremy Fowler, uh, field Yates, uh, a few more, um, wrote a, a ranking list of the, the best rosters in the NFL going forward. And I believe the perspective is the next three seasons, next, next three years, which, you know, which I think is a really cool idea, but then it felt like it was a 2021 power ranking. You know, yeah. it, it didn't feel like they did a lot of forward thinking uh, based on coaching and youth of rosters and salary cap situations. Um, so, I was excited. You know, I wasn't surprised to see where the Falcons were. That's how my, my friend sent it to me. I was like, they were 26. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. They're in salary cap hell, 36-year-old quarterback. You know, the future is – it's a rebuild. In three years, hopefully they, they, the Falcons should be pretty good. But the Broncos were just a 24th, and all the answers were the same things. It was all, you know, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I'm like, well – you should be able to address that position in three years, right? And if everything else is good, including the salary cap situation, 24th seems awfully low to me. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to how important that quarterback position is. Let's say hello to a few more people coming in here. Mo Ron, always want to say it that way because I want to emphasize it. Um, good morning, Nick and Scott. Shane Daniels, also good to see you again. Uh, doing well, been working out of the country, been watching though. Well, Shane, glad to have you here in the comment section and the community as well. But uh, thank you for watching while you're out of the country. Uh, Kenneth Lee asking what's the chance Rogers comes to Denver. Um, I think it's uh, probably a dice roll right now, right? Like uh, you have to land a six on a dice roll. That's probably about what it's at. And we're, if we're talking 2021, 2022, we'll reset there. Um, and uh, here we go. Fallen Sloth. He says he's been around since the huddle up was pre-recorded. to have given you a shout out as few, as a fellow epidemiologist, but all good. Much love. Okay. Fallen Sloth. I, I knew you sounded familiar, but it wasn't hundred percent sure. I'm like, Oh, that name. Uh, Cause we got the pooping hippo as well. Right. So we got the falling sloth and the pooping hippo. So we're getting all the, uh, the fun animals, it's a very animal friendly, uh, friendly uh, pod. Absolutely. The dogs in the kennel over here being good. So uh, 
Let's uh, let's keep it that way. Um, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in, our um, Facebook superstar, always coming in with the stars. Um, Broncos for breakfast is my favorite. Thank you so much, Gary. That's really nice of you to say. And he says, uh, hi, Nick and Scott. Well, hello to you, Gary. Um, it's always great to see you. And we, uh, you're always so generous. So we really appreciate you coming in. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. I think, um, so the Broncos, let's, um, should I share it? Let's, is that the way to do it? It's because it's up and down. Uh, I guess that's the way. That's probably the best way to, to go about it. Can you guys see that? Is that is that way too small? <laughs> it's a little Probably. small. It's a little small, but you know we can get the the overall. So they ranked. If you if you didn't see this, a group of four ESPN writers, uh, as as Nick was saying, they they put together the futures power rankings, and they ranked all the teams one to thirty two based on what their next three years should look like. And uh, the Denver Broncos, you know, the Chiefs were sitting at number one. Okay, I, I can deal with that. Great young quarterback, couple of Super Bowls. Uh, but the, uh, the the Broncos came in at 24, which seemed, seemed low to me. Um, well, and, and you see at least why, why they look there. For me, if I look at where the, the Broncos came in lowest right there at quarterback and coaching, those two should fix themselves within 12 months. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because if the Broncos fail, they're going to change coaches and they're going to change quarterbacks flat yeah. out, you know, so in three years, it'll look completely different. Right. So then are you rebuilding or do you get a new coach bounce uh, or, or whatnot? But, you know, I don't think the, the, the quarterback situation in the in, at the Broncos this year is the worst in the league. Do you? I don't you know, with, with Teddy coming in, Drew either steps up or you at least move up. 10, 12 spots with Teddy to to the 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 mid twenties, low twenties, maybe even high teens. And with this roster, high teens will get you in the playoffs. Yeah, I guess it has as much to do with the f- the future impact of Teddy Bridgewater. One year contract. Um, if you roll with him, you know you're really capped. And uh, how little faith everybody outside of Denver has in Drew Lock. I mean, I know there's some in Denver who will, you know sing his praises and there's definitely reason to be uh, have some hope for him to hold the, keep that candle lit. But the uh, people outside of uh, Denver just do not have any faith in drew lock. I think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. A lot of people say that and you know, don't hold back. Um, so 32 out of 32 might be rough. Um, but if you're looking at it at a three year perspective, I think it's, I think it's actually pretty, it's pretty close. The Broncos have one of the worst quarterback rooms in, in that sort of perspective based on what we know right now. There's a lot of so, unknowns. Okay, so here's my question. Then where do you put Tampa? You know, where do you, where do you put Tampa Bay? You know, for three years, okay? I mean, in, in three years, where's, what's Tampa Bay's quarterback situation look like? Again, this is a three-year yeah. look, and the quarterback, yet yeah, you have to rank everybody. So, okay, I think right now the quarterback situation. But when I'm looking at overall, you know, the overall roster minus QB at 12? Really? Yeah. All right. Um, so – Again, I just think I think it's I think the idea was there, but I feel like it's short sighted. Again, I, I guarantee you that Tampa is not sitting at thirty based on the fact that they better have a new quarterback in three years. Yeah. Um Alex Guerrero, his uh trainer, just came out today saying that Tom Brady wants to play another two seasons. So uh two or three years of Tom Brady or maybe three years of Drew Locke slash Teddy Bridgewater. I think I'd probably take two years of Tom Brady at right. what it is. Right. Um, right. But, it, you know, you're you're wondering about it. And in three yeah. years, what is he going to be, 45? Yes, that's what he wants you know, to play to. 40, you know, 45, you want a 45-year-old quarterback? You know, is that is that going to put you top of the league? Hell, maybe. You know, 42-year-old just won the Super Bowl. I mean, who's to say? But 
But again, I, I think it's I think it's short I think it's short sighted for the overall picture to say, you know, the quarterback situation. All right, well, if we're that bad, we should be able to improve in the draft, right? You'd hope so. You know, so if if we're if we're if we're this bad, if we're going to be twenty fourth, I should be able to get my quarterback of the future next year. So again, short sighted for me. But I'm I'm overly obsessive about these type of things. But yeah. that's why I like getting into them a little bit um, about you know the why it might be right and why it might be wrong just because you know, and Shane says Shane there, there's a couple of uh universal truths among fans the media hates us and the refs are screwing us <laughs> that's everybody that's everybody so I don't uh I don't I don't take that one and the ones that are the darlings of the media they get hit the most because bad news sells just as much so whoever you think is a favorite yeah, they like to, yeah, they like to take down too. So that's a, that's a universal truth among fans. And, and the announcers are biased. The, the announcers are biased too. That was the third one. I knew I had three. The media is out to get us. The announcers are biased and the refs are killing us. Ah, yep. Every year. You know, any, anything that you hear is perceived as potential slight is taken that way by the fans. You know, it's, it's hyper emotional. That's what makes it fun. But to also, you know, throw uh, throw logic and reason out the window sometimes. Uh, Mark uh, Glagos coming in and saying Drew Locke is a very bad quarterback. He was a bad quarterback last year. Doesn't mean he will be this year. So hopefully we'll see that turn around. Um, Wanna Beast. Hello, Wanna St. Josh Freeman, Kansas State Pride, guy that did, did not sound like he didn't work very hard. Uh, Poopy and Hippo also coming in talking about all these animals. Uh, good morning, Beast. Um, and uh, we got a sloth, a hippo, and a beast. There we go. It's like a Disney <laughs> film in here. Broncos, Broncos and Disney for breakfast. You know what? If Disney wants to sponsor this uh, stream, then by all means, put us put us on the platform, baby. D- uh, Disney Plus. I'm falling sloth coming in here saying a lot of people <laughs> on the outside don't recognize the talent of our skill pieces because you have to watch a lot of bad Broncos football to see how good they are. I think that's part of it. I also think part of it is um, how dependent they are on the quarterback position, right? Wide receivers. It's all, it's all, it's all uh, synergetic. It's all connected there. Yep. You know, we've talked about the better quarterback play makes everybody better. Everybody. Yep. Yes, I mean, it raises all ships. That's what good quarterbacks are supposed to do. Um, and if you're like ranking the Bronco, or if you're ranking any team's roster, how good the quarterback should be should be like 35 to 40% of the overall score of the roster. That's just how important it is. So to see the Broncos honestly ranked 24th, despite having the 32nd ranked, ranked quarterback, that might be a little high for me. If you're like just going off of these rankings themselves, given how valuable the quarterback position is. Now, it's not a guarantee that you're going to win football games. You can have an amazing quarterback and just an absolute craptastic roster around them, and they can fail, just like the Houston Texans did this last year with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but more often than not, you know, that's a that raises the floor tremendously. So, unfortunately, that's where we are with uh, how the league and uh, media perceives this Broncos team. Talented, so, young, let's, exciting. Let's, let's, Nick, Nick, hit on that coaching score then. You know, 29th, yeah. 29th coaching staff in Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you, I know somebody's got to finish at the bottom, but uh, that seems that seems a little harsh. Yeah, we were talking a little bit uh, poop or uh, excuse me, falling sloth talking about epidemiology earlier. One of my favorite epidemiological concepts is correlation. And there is massive correlation here between the quarterback position and the coaching staff. You know, going through these rankings, scrolling through them. Uh, buddy sent me a list of this. Um, almost all of the coaching and quarterback uh, rankings were almost exactly the same. They were neck and neck. So, uh, I mean, you might as well roll them into one with how they ranked them on this list. So uh, I think that also is like how stable is your court, your coaching position and how long they're, they're staying power. How good are they going to be directly tied to or correlated to the quality of the quarterback play? Um, so while the Broncos are 29th, I think it also has to do with how uh, unstable 
uh, and how much all these guys are on a hot seat because the quarterback play has been bad. And without the quarterback play, they're going to be gone. Well, and you've heard me say before, more at the college level than the pro level, but at the college level, it's the position I'd rather have the coach than the player because the system, you know, if you're play, if you're in, the, in a good system, you know, Oklahoma's churning out QBs. Mm-hmm. If you're, it doesn't necessarily matter who the quarterback is at Oklahoma, he's going to be successful. Just the the way that, that system's set up. Um, you know, sending them to a, a, a bad offensive coordinator, you know, somewhere like that. And the best quarterback in the world isn't going to succeed. You could have all the tools in the world. Um, so, again, I agree with you 100% that a lot of these are interlinked. And then it becomes a chicken of the egg a little bit. And I, I think the player is definitely more important on the NFL level because the coaching should be elite. It should be the best of the best of the coaches as opposed to, you know, another 60 coaches down the line in, 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 the, in the college ranks. But um, yeah, you're right. They're, they're tied hand in hand for a reason. Yeah. And the other ones, I mean, I'm not sure how exactly they came up with the rankings, but uh, to see the draft at 19th, the front office at 19th, um, I'm not sure where they're getting this draft ranking from. I think the Broncos have had some, actually some pretty darn good drafts recently. Um, obviously, as you can see, based on the overall roster being 12th, you're not going to have overall roster minus the quarterback being 12th if the draft isn't as bad. Um, but yeah, and you haven't brought in a ton of big name free agents. Nope. It's young, good, you know, free agency. So again, you're, you're right on that. And on top of that, look at the salary cap room, you know, you're poised to, to strike, you know, you're coiled and ready to strike, uh, with, with all that salary cap room. That's a good thing, right? So I got the 12th best roster with the most salary cap room in the league. And my front office is ranked in the bottom half. Come on now. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's more just how uncertain uh, a lot of people are with this Broncos roster in general, how young they are, and also the front office being brand new. Um, And so that's what it is, uh, in my opinion. But we'll see. And uh, let's see what uh, is being said here. Um, The Broncos have one of the league's best defenses filled with talent and feisty competitors, a wide receiver group that is drenched with possible stardom and a a dynamic tight end. The missing link, however, is a quarterback who can be counted on right now as the long range answer drew locks and uh, let me pull up the next one here stall 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 there we go oh no is that the wrong one god damn it um well drew lock is that's the bottom one so there were four there were four contributors and that was the bottom two right there okay well anyway here's the next one um they're talking about drew lock uh, struggling, and then what do they say next? Uh, what could change for Denver for the better? Uh, Denver has a receiving core that's enticing to the future quarterbacks. If Locke is not the answer, another signal caller will have no problem throwing to Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and maybe Tim Patrick. Uh, many around the league believe Deshaun Watson was intrigued by Denver before facing a league investigation into sexual assault allegations against him. That's Jeremy Fowler. Uh, stat to know, J- Judy's career got off to a rocky start. No receiver recorded fewer com- completed air yards over expectation in 2020 than Judy at minus 188. In other words, based on the targets Judy received, we'd expect an average wideout to have a rec- recorded 188 more receiving yards through the air alone. And uh, that's from Matt Walder, I believe the name is. Um, and that has, that's a quarterback uh, air yards. Uh, what is it? Receiving yards over expectation is a, uh, a quarterback stat showing that uh, how often they are receiving bad uh throws like the throws themselves are actually of poor quality um so hopefully that'll regress uh, positive regress next year for judy yeah it's you know it's almost like they're calling out judy on that and i I know that the broncos fans have said that you know judy judy struggled a little bit but it's all there's momentum that gets built when your quarterback play you know there's 
when players are playing well and you get into a rhythm, good plays just start happening. You know, people start playing better. And when you're playing poorly, you don't get in that rhythm. Mistakes compound themselves. So, again, all, all I keep reading in here is they're 24th because they're a quarterback. They're 24th because they're a quarterback. They're not going to get another quarterback. They may never, ever get another quarterback and and then the quarterback. Yep. You know, it was it – was, I don't know. I, I like the idea, but and I can nitpick a lot of these things. But I, again, I thought a little of that was uh, just a little, a little lazy. A little yeah. Lazy. Oh, and I got it corrected now. Uh, True locks ins- inconsistent start to his career casts more questions and answers about his future. And the team bypassed two first round quarterbacks at pick nine this year. If Denver gets his hands on a quarterback or hands on a quarterback solution, watch out from Fields Yates. And again, you're talking about it, the quarterback position. This is from Lewis Riddick. Uh, biggest worry. I'm surprised that Denver did not address the quarterback position in the draft. While the Broncos have nice pieces at tight end and receiver, they are continually building and they are continually building the offensive line. Miners was a steal in the draft this year. They are not going to make up sustainable ground on the Chiefs in the AFC West until QB is a strength rather than a weakness. Um, so, uh, you know, there we are again. There we are again. It's all this. And it's it's beating a dead horse at this point. Um, but the quarterback position has been dreadful for the Broncos, and until it's fixed, they're going nowhere fast. It's kind of yeah. like a and, and that's the that's the question on that, Nick. When you start talking, it's like, oh, well, it should be an easy fix. Just get a quarterback. Well, you tell me, when was the last time Denver had a uh, plus quarterback play? 14. Okay, so we're going on seven years now. So it's not in a three-year look ahead. It's not yeah. that easy. Nope. Um, you know, and I, I think sometimes the long-term quarterbacks, <clears throat> Matt Ryan, uh, their, their staying power ends up getting them a little bit more resentment. There was a saying in college football, Coaches said you lost 10% of your support every year. You know, every year you'd lose about 10% of, of your support, um, you know, unless you're winning constantly, but that, that doesn't happen for everybody. Um, so when you're going on seven years with negative quarterback play, then looking forward three years saying, okay, it's just magically going to get better. I get that. I, I, I do. But again, I, I still think that overall ranking is a little low. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the front office ranking is definitely low when you talk about the roster. It's like we got the t- built the 12th best roster and have the most salary cap room. I mean, that's an A plus for mm-hmm. me. You know, that's a, that's an A plus for me. Honestly, the one that gives me the most uh, makes me the most upset is ranking the Broncos roster 12th outside of the quarterback position, because I think they're, they should be in the top 10. Yeah. This isn't close to an average roster outside the quarterback position. I mean, what holes do they really have on this team? I mean, you could have another, you could have a star linebacker, a star interior defensive lineman. Sure, uh, get in line. You could have better, um, a better right tackle. That's probably the biggest hole on this team outside of the quarterback a position. Extra like, depth on the front of the front three, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe, yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's really this roster is ready to take off. And Fields Yates said it. Like, uh, if this Broncos gets his quarterback situation out. figured out, watch out. That doesn't sound like a team that has the 12th best roster outside of the quarterback position. I think they're probably closer to the top seven than they are 12th um, as far as when you're looking at outside of the quarterback position. Yeah, and so let, let's split that in half and say just AFC and, and cut it in half and say it was sixth. Would sixth in the AFC sound about right or is that still too low? Do you think it's a, a you know a, a three or four to get into that top 10 uh, in the AFC? Um, well, let's just play, let's play the counting game. I'd say the Chiefs. Broncos have a better roster than the Chiefs outside the quarterback position, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. So, are we counting quarterbacks here or not? I mean, you, you can't, you yeah. have to, right? Uh, the Bills, the Browns, the Ravens, um, those are all teams that stand out to me. The AFC South, I think the Broncos can go toe to toe with any team in the AFC South this year. I probably would put the Titans above them, but I really think this, the Broncos defense is good enough to hang with the Colts, the Titans. Texans are going to be bad. Jags, I'm not expecting anything yet from them. 
Uh, Cincinnati, I don't respect yet. St- Steelers are regressing. Jaguars quickly. should be relegated. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they got Lawrence now. They'll be fine. I wish. I wish there were tiers instead of this Marxist system we have in the U.S. and we could relegate teams out and promote teams that want to succeed. I yeah. really do. Um, anyway, go on. <laughs> but um, I really think you'd probably put them in the top. They should be in the top six. Top six in the AFC. I'd say that's pretty easily looking through the teams. There's only a few teams that are obviously better than them talent wise. Browns, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs. Those are the ones that I look at the roster and it's like, oh yeah, no dip. They're they're more talented than Broncos. Um, but uh, other than that, the Broncos should be punching with the rest of them. It's just that 32 out of 32 ranking for the quarterback position. It's like a, it's like having a car. You have the best wheels in the world. You got a nice leather interior. You know, new headlamps. You know, great sound system. You don't have a goddamn engine. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere without the quarterback position. It's just sorry. Um, Matt Henry coming in on Facebook. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, please click the hearts, the thumbs up. Matt uh, did give us a heart, so thank you, Matt. Um, Gary Leeds Palmer also, and and my mom. Thanks, mom. Shout out, mom. Um, good morning, everyone. Stoked for the show. So Aaron Rodgers just turned down an extension. Do you think he would pick up or he would pick Denver if he's a free agent next year? Um, I think the Aaron Rodgers contract goes through 2023, um, so he would not be a free agent next year. You can get that one out of there. Um, but uh, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, and Robert coming in here, will any of you guys attend the Mile High Huddle meetup in September? Um, I'm not sure I will. Um, we have some friends coming out that are doing a bachelor bachelorette party thing. Um, so I think that falls in the exact same weekend. Um, but uh, I know a lot of people are. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I need to get out to Denver at some point. Um, EJ, yeah, speaking the truth here, it's a quarterback-driven league, and we don't have an elite quarterback to win consistently. Yeah, you know, and, and Rogers' contract says it runs through 2023. So yep. he's got three years left on it, including this year. Yep. Yep. So uh, he, he'll have to be traded, which I think it gets a lot easier for them to trade him after this year. Um, so we'll be looking for that as well. Um, here we go, Aaron Lynch. I'm assuming the meetup will be in Seattle for a Seattle Denver preseason game. Cool. I'll be there. Maybe, Aaron. I'm, I'm definitely going to go to the. I know the Broncos play at Seattle for a regular season game in uh, 2022 so uh mark me down for that one in sharpie i'm going to that one for sure um blah 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 here we go moron saying the broncos have played like a dead horse for a number of years now hey there's been some fun going on there it's just you know can't can't start your engine if you don't have an engine um shane daniels coming in i have a gut feeling Locke is going to significantly improve i never had this feeling with lynch or simeon well shane i hope you are correct and i want to give a shout out here uh schlotman fever was great last night and good to see uh a Broncos uh, player come on. Thanks to uh, Buana for getting a player on. Um, and here well, we go. And, and, and Nick, we go back, go back and thanks, Greg. Aloha. You know, go back to the, you know, even if, even if Drew Locke doesn't significantly improve, Teddy Bridgewater is an improvement over last year's Drew Locke. So yeah, the quarterback lot. play should significantly improve. Even if you get to just below average, that's a significant improvement. That's a good yeah. thing. You know, no, it's like, well, the quarterback play was below average, but below average is better than God awful. You yep. know, just always improve. If we're always getting better, you're going in the right direction. So I, I just don't see a, a scenario where you're in 30, 31, 32 in quarterback play this year, unless both of them get hurt. I don't know. I just, I don't see it this year. I, yeah. I you, are we you, underrating you that bet with Teddy? Are, is this a more of a, uh, just how underrated Teddy is, or is it because they're completely writing Teddy off given he's, you know, this is his fourth team. It's only a one-year contract. I think, so I think it's because he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. He's on a one-year deal. And then we're looking at three and this isn't a, a, a thing, which is why I brought up Tom Brady, you know, yeah. you know, it, it's like, well, then what's Tampa's quarterback ranking for a guy who's 72 years old. 
Um, you know, yeah, well, that guy just won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I know. But, you know, he is going to be 45 at the end of three years. That's why I brought up Tampa on that. Because I guarantee you Tampa's quarterback rating is probably is at worst top 10. But they're probably fifth. You know, yeah. and and they're they got yeah they got Tom Brady, but Tom Brady at the end of that time will be forty five. So they're discounting. They're again, it's contradictory because they're all they're talking about is Drew Locke for three years, but then they're ranking it based on what he did last year, and they're not taking into the account that if you are this bad, you could draft a guy and and get your quarterback of the future. It's like, well, they passed on the quarterback of the future, so therefore their quarterback position sucks. So they're gonna suck again. Yeah. Well, then you can draft the quarterback of the future for the next three years, right? So it's I don't know. I I, I so it, I get fired up about these things. <laughs> There's too many contradictions in there for me. Yeah, I guess I you know neither of us would have passed on Justin Fields if we were sitting there as the decision maker for the Broncos. And I don't know if you just saw um, really tuned in. Justin Broncos. Fields would have gotten past the Jets if I was if I was at two. I would have taken him second overall. Yeah, me too. Um, especially watching Zach Wilson's mom on her Instagram. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> um, God. Uh, but uh, a lot of mom talk today. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's a lot of, lot of mom, a lot of mom. It's like, it's like Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Every day is Mother's Day. Shout out to the moms out there. Bronco mom's the best. Um, but uh, Justin Fields, I, I don't know if you saw Mike Kliss um, or if you know who Mike Kliss is. I worked for Channel 9 News for the Broncos. He's probably one of the most dialed in Broncos insiders there are. But he wrote a piece um, that came out yesterday that was very much a uh, hedging of the bets or yeah, hedging bets uh, with the Broncos quarterback position where it sounded like, oh, you know, like, well, we did actually like all these quarterbacks, but, you know, it just wasn't the right one at the time. And, um, you know, kind of just really like it's almost like an uh oh beforehand, like maybe we like we know what's coming. Um, and uh, we Justin Fields, there's already murmurs of like, you know, how good he looks over there in Chicago. And yeah, uh, just we'll, kind of prepping everybody we'll for that reality. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll but, see. You know, he's it's still a rookie quarterback, and every rookie yes. quarterback is a, a, a bust until they're not. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot to prove, but um, I don't know. I, I just I, I had this feeling. I mean, I'm watching him, and I just you know, knowing what a competitor he is, and knowing the the skill set he is, and the drive. I just have this feeling that Justin Fields is going to be a star, and uh, to to pass on him when you need a quarterback. And it wasn't just him, you know, it wasn't just the Broncos. There was, there was more than one team that did it, but you know, good, good for him that the bears, you know, didn't just, Oh, well he fell into their laps, you know, then you're a little resentful and that, that can play on you for a while. The bears proved how much they wanted Justin Fields. And that makes you feel good as a person and as a player to go in and say, this team really wanted me. I'm stoked. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited to be a, a Chicago Bear instead of I'm pissed off that I fell to the 30th position and I'm going to the Washington football team where I'll be out of football in three years. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And hopefully the, the 2022 class isn't as bad as uh, many prognosticators are saying in comparison to 2021 if the Broncos aren't in a position to go after a quarterback. But uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. So either way, it's interesting to see how they rank this Broncos team. Um, unfortunately, a lot of it just keeps coming back to the quarterback position. Um, I know that a lot of people are tired with this conversation. It's kind of almost become a, a culture war of sorts. You know, if you don't believe you're a hater, or if you uh, believe at all, you're an idiot. You know, that's uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, all we can do is go based on the uh, what is it? What do they say? The uh, the best way to predict future performance is past performance. Um, and uh, Drew Locke was 
terrible last year. That's <laughs> that's just that's the reality, and uh, that's what we have to go on. So, and, 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 and I'll use a lot of baseball analogies or CrossFit, and they say at the end of the day, you are you know the, the back of the card is is who you are. That's what you're going to get. You may have some ups and downs, but that's your. But we don't have a lot of track record with Drew Locke. He's got what 18 nope. starts, you know, so <clears throat> he doesn't have five or six years. You know, with, with Teddy, we know what we're going to get. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be middle of the pack. Middle of the pack would be an improvement for this team. That's why he's there. Yeah. But we got 18 starts with Drew Locke. We don't know for sure what we've got with Drew Locke out there. So uh, there's still there is still that hope, hope, and uh, that's one of my favorite words. You know, Shawshank Redemption. My daughter's yeah. middle hope. That's how important it is to uh, to sport fans. The draft recruiting is hope. There's still hope that Drew Locke is going to step up. And while you still have hope, this is a good. This is a, a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, they're starting on the a roof next door. I can't escape, Scott. This whole, my last apartment I lived in or the house I lived in, they're working on units next door. And they're like, oh, we're going to be working on the roof uh, next door. And now it's like, you can't escape construction. So hopefully my mic is uh, keeping all that banging out. Um, I did want to actually touch on one point here and just dig on your uh, your thoughts here. You're talking about Drew Locke with 18 starts. Do you, When you evaluate these players, do you completely put their college career and draft status in a vacuum, or is that also part of the evaluation? Because Drew Locke, while he has only 18 NFL starts, mm-hmm. he had 50 starts in the SEC. It's, and- it's part of the evaluation, but again, it's so much system. You know, it's it's the, you talk about guys, you know, otherwise, you know, you look at these guys coming out of college and so much is dependent on their system and the stats don't necessarily translate. So you're still looking at the big things touchdown interception ratio, completion percentage. But even that, you know, Case Keenum might have been the best statistical quarterback ever. And and frankly, when that year that he that he had that huge year at Houston, I said, well, they're just flat out not going to ever give the Heisman to a non-power five guy again because he should have gotten it based on his numbers. So you, you don't necessarily look at the stats uh, like you would baseball, but you, you 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 have to really scout a quarterback to see how they they are how they look when it matters and then move on to the next level. They develop at different times. They develop at different pace and, and, and different speeds. Some are ready to go and hit the ground running. Some take a little more time. So there is no one right answer, but I'm not worried so much about what he did in college. If you liked what you saw out of him enough to take him in the second round. Yeah, nope. Absolutely. Good point. Uh, Sean coming in here with a comment over on YouTube. Guys, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please like subscribe and share and also go find Scott's page um, over at uh, Scott Kennedy. I'm going to drop his link again here. Uh, so you guys can just click that and find that if you're joining us on YouTube today. Um, just so in Sean- case, uh, now's another time to say to Don Broncos 17 and 0 in case he came in a little late. Yes. Because we got him late. So just uh, just another thank you again. We did see that super come in as we were hitting the exit button. Uh, and it, on uh, Thursday, today's Tuesday, right? They all days kind of start running together. Last Thursday, as we were getting out, so thank you again. We we didn't miss it, and uh, just wanted to make sure we highlighted that. Yeah, thank you very much, Broncos seventeen and zero. Um, we'll be looking for you at the end of the show today as well. Uh, but Sean says Locke plays well. We happy he plays poorly, and we get a new coach. We happy. Um, I'll be happy if Locke plays well. I'll be honest, I won't be happy um, if the Broncos. Uh, if he plays poorly and you have to reset again, because that just means you're pushing back your window again, right? It's just the same conversation. Oh, you know, George Payton gets a redshirt year. Oh, it's Vic Fangio's first season. Oh, it's a, a new quarterback. It's just year after year, it's this pushing back expectations. Like, oh man, next year is going to be the year. It's not this year. We were building this year. At some point, you know, it's got to be like, here we are. What are we doing? You know, you can't be in a rebuild 
five years after. You guys should have been Atlanta sports fans. I mean, the 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 motto in the South in Atlanta for all sports was "Wait till next year." That sounds like the Chicago (laughs) Cubs. That's what we lived on. It was like bumper stickers, you know, like free beer tomorrow. Wait till next year. Yep. God, it's uh, at some point you got to go right. That's it's you cannot just sit idly by. Um, Dylan saying, make sure you guys hit that like button. Thank you very much, Dylan, for being a supporter and joining us today. Um, Corey coming in with a comment here. Um, we should not assume that Drew Lock will improve. There is a possibility that he never reaches his quote potential or quote ceiling. Teddy is much more of a known quantity and theoretically a safer bet. Um, well, I think based on a lot of the data surrounding Drew Lock, it would be shocking if you didn't see him improve, uh, given, you know, just how a last year, um, what a weird year it was. The 18 starts talking about a young roster losing his number one weapon. Um, the offensive line in theory should be better. I mean, the Broncos had not only bottom three quarterback play last year, they probably had the worst center play in football, which makes it hard for a young quarterback that has, um, mental, uh, capped, uh, mentally capped in the game, yeah, uh, right now. Friend. I mean, that, yes. that he's your, he's your best friend uh, yep. out there is your center. That's a, that's almost one position. Yep. So that's all those reasons are ones. Also, uh, Drew Locke was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year under pressure, but that's a statistic that historically tends to uh, regress massively year to year. Like you're not seeing the best guys, the best year after year. It's just, it's a wild uh, number. Um, so you should see Drew Locke just naturally uh, regress to the mean positively uh, this season. So you should see some uh, regression or improvement. Uh, that being said, how much, to what extent? I mean, at some point, let's say Drew Locke does improve this year and he plays like instead of a bottom three quarterback, he's a bottom 10 to 12 quarterback. Well, now you're in this conversation where like, okay, he has one year left on his deal. Now what? Are we paying this guy based on what we've seen? Like then you're back in the same boat. So uh, there's many different ways it goes. I don't think, unfortunately, the, the least likely outcome is Drew Locke developing into this top five quarterback where he's a franchise guy and it, the quality quarterback that you you literally need in the AFC West to go go against Herbert and Mahomes no in in that scenario you've got Sam Darnold you just didn't give up you know three seconds and a first and a a top five pick to get him you know so that that's that that, that's that scenario where if he's bottom still bottom third at towards the end of his contract you you move on You're, you're definitely moving on and and the assumption and he should improve I mean you can assume that he's going to improve some to what extent? Uh, yeah, to what extent? The assumption isn't that he's going to improve to a certain level. For me, the assumption is is the quarterback play in general is going to improve to a certain yeah. level because Teddy's there. Because yeah. Teddy is a, a quarterback that is going to be middle tier. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a middle tier quarterback. So the assumption for me is the quarterback play with the Denver Broncos improves to at least slightly below average, which again, that's a big improvement. That's yep. a that's a big improvement. And with this defense, the running game, and the weapons out there, you can control the game. That's a playoff team. But yep. slightly below average quarterback play is a is a playoff team for the Denver Broncos. And I don't want to give any Broncos fans, you know, shivers down their spine, but uh, I think a reasonable expectation this year, based on what we've seen the last five years, is you're gonna get a Case Keenum level quarterback play out of Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke the season where it is not fantastic. They're leaving plays on the field. You know, there are, there's a lot of potential that's being uh, limited um, on the offense, but this is a much better roster than that 2017 Broncos, that Broncos defense from 2015, 2016 to 2017 regressed massively. The offense got old. The offensive line was bad in 2017. This is a much better team around the quarterback position. If you can plug in a, you know, 
third quartile uh, quarterback like a Case Keenum on here, you got a chance to win 10 games and make the playoffs this year. Now, is that exciting? No. Does that is that going to get you ranked um, anywhere but 32nd if you're looking at the quarterback position the next three years? Obviously not, I guess, ESPN. Um, but uh, that should um, at least get you in the ballpark for uh, playoff competition. And that's something this team hasn't even sniffed since 2016 uh, and really, really 2015. It's, it's crazy to me how many parallels keep popping up with me and the Denver Broncos. I just mentioned Case Keenum. I didn't even think of him as a Denver Bronco. Right, yeah. Didn't, didn't even cross my mind. Um, and here he is. And the other one, I came up, I was looking at Chad uh, Chad's YouTube channel, and it brought up like a highlighted video. One of the first ones was coming up, was talking about signing Chad Kelly. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, no, when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> because you've heard me mention before uh, players that we keep rankings for everything, you know, strongest arm, this stuff and the ranking of player most likely to get his ass kicked by his teammates. Chad Kelly was top two. He was top two. <laughs> so I've mentioned that before without, I've mentioned that ranking before without saying any names. Cause like, Oh, y'all don't care. Was it? Wait a minute. Yes. You know, Chad Kelly was top two on that list. Oh man, I'm Scott. I wish you'd have been here for the Chad Kelly mania because I, my eyeballs were going to explode. I was, uh, <laughs> calm down folks. I, he had a good preseason game against the bears. I think where he had some flash throws and everyone was just, I mean, Oh, he's crazy how quickly he, he is he talented. talented. No, but we were talking nuke Lelouch here. You know, he had a five cent head, you know, I mean, he wasn't nearly as talented as Jay Cutler and, and Jay Cutler had decision-making problems, yeah. but what but was at least liked by his teammates. Chad Kelly was universally disliked from high school on. I mean, just that's just the way it was. He had a really good rap song though, made about him. Um, so that's about it. Uh, Marty coming in here over on Facebook with the beautiful picture of his family there. So Marty Rivera Jr., thank you very much for joining us. And he asks, or he states, I think we should give Drew Locke one more year and see how he does. If he does play well, maybe we should keep him. If not, we should move on from him. Well, Marty, I think you're going to get that one more year, uh, essentially. But Locke, for the first time, honestly, in his career, he's going to really have to go out there and earn it because he has legitimate competition. Well, and, and Nick, again, that's what's nice is the assume and the give and all that type of stuff. Nothing's going to be given. And, and and the other part, I'll say this one more time. Well, probably 10 more times by the time we get to uh, September. This quarterback situation is not going to be settled all year. Whoever's a starter is going to be under pressure first throw. So yep. you could see multiple guys. I it would oh the quarterback competition's going to be settled in camp. No, it's not. No, it's not. As long as somebody, as long as they're both healthy, there's going to be a competition all season long, and that that should end up being good for the Broncos, unless someone just flat out goes out and wins the job, wins it and runs away with it, makes it his own, uh, gets off to four straight wins, and then the talk starts dying down. That'd be a good thing. I don't see that happening, especially with the early schedule being as tough as it is the quarterback talk is going to be more intense in September than it is in July. Yep. That's a good one. I'm falling sloth coming in here. Uh, it is sad how excited I am to hear Teddy could give us case Keenum level play. <sighs> you know, this is a franchise there. The Broncos were just tweeting about it the other day, you know, seven eighteen. Oh, happy LA Peyton Manning day. Like this team, this city, this fan base knows hall of fame quarterback play, but man, it does not take long to get desperate and uh, have your perspective changed. It's a little Stockholm syndrome going on the quarterback play. Um, Aaron Lynch coming in here. Looks like Cam Akers for the Rams just tore his Achilles. Uh, bad news. Uh, bad news for Los Angeles. And then we also got um, 
EJ coming in right where my head went. Uh, Broncos should trade Royce Freeman's to the Lambs, Rams for a late round pick. Now that Cam Akers is out for the season. Um, if the Rams want to send us a conditional seventh round pick that could turn into a sixth, if Royce gets, you know, 600 yards, blessed be sign me up. That'd be great. <laughs> Let's do that they'll right just, now. They'll, they'll wait for the waivers. Probably. Other than that, they'll wait for the waiver wires. Yep. To get a running Probably. back. You can sign him. You can sign a running back again. That's not a, a system player. That's a guy you can, you know, so oh, we picked him off waiver wire and he started this week. You know, that, that yep. doesn't happen a lot in, in other places. That's uh so I think it'd be tough to get a, that'd be nice. It's a good idea, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, we saw it just a few years ago um, with the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl. they picked up CJ Anderson, like week 14, rode him in all the way to the Super Bowl, almost won it. So uh, hashtag running backs don't matter folks. Sorry. I know it's a, <laughs> it's an old one in here, but uh, it's tried and true. Oh, maybe a uh, trade uh, Melvin Gordon to the Rams. Now we're talking. Um, give open up for Javonta Williams. I'm not sure. What do you think you could get for Melvin Gordon? Big contract. That Rams team is already bust, bumping heads. Maybe a fourth round pick. Maybe, yeah, maybe, and it's, it's not maybe. it's not just a big number. It's also one year. Yeah. So the, do they do sign and trades in the NFL? That doesn't really ever happen because you end up having to eat the the cap on it. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't think it happens very often. Yeah. Because uh, the signing bonus, dead cap space and stuff. It's yep. Silly. <laughs> Michael Ronquillo coming in here. Not so silly over on Facebook saying good morning, Nick and Scott from Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Go Michael. Michael's always very supportive. Also super nice on Twitter. Always uh, reaching out after the show saying what he enjoyed. So appreciate you, Michael. Hope you're doing well. Um, EJ coming here with a question for you, Scott. Um, have you had a chance to scout Spencer, the rattlesnake rattler yet? And what I, are your I, thoughts? Owe, I owe you that one. So I'm going to watch a game. I'm going to watch not, you know, not just uh, some clips and stuff. I'm going to watch a full game. Cause that's how you scout quarterbacks is, is not, you know, you can get a pretty good idea what receivers and running backs are, are doing in highlights, a decent idea. Uh, but yeah. quarterbacks, you got to watch the whole game. You got to see, cause, cause their management of the game is as important as how they can throw the ball. So I, I owe that one to you. And by next Tuesday, well, I will at least watch one game on him. What I did do was post my high school video on uh, Malik Willis that I told you I was going to play. There you go. And um, like I said, I went to I went to that game, and at the time he was committed to Virginia Tech as a defensive back prospect, and uh, that was never going to happen. I, I watched him throw up the ball about three times. I'm like, forget it. This kid's a quarterback, and someone's going to tell him quarterback, and he's going to believe them because he can play quarterback. And kids who play quarterback don't want to move to defensive back. And Mike is totally calling us out here. We said <laughs> linebackers, and now we're at 46 minutes in, and we haven't talked about them one bit. Guys, uh, let's just save the linebackers for Thursday. Um, that's We we would not have enough time to talk about them uh, to the extent that uh, they deserve the platform. Um, so let's all let Chad know before he puts this out there. Um, we got sidetracked because a that's just how the comment section goes, right? The community dictates where the shows go, and also this was an interesting uh, conversation to get into that uh, a lot of people had things to say about. Um, Clinton coming in here, Clinton Reisig, uh, Reisig uh, says we need to win this season. Four losing seasons is too much to bear. I think that's five losing seasons, Clinton. Maybe it was one five hundred season, but absolutely. Tim Greenwood coming in here. Um, everyone talks about lock ceiling, but where was the talk about field ceiling? He could have uh, brought more than Keenum play. Um, yeah, I mean, Fields has a huge ceiling. That's why he went. What was it? Eleventh overall, tenth overall. So uh, he could end up. He could easily end up the best quarterback in this past draft class. You know, he's he's really talented. Who's who's a guy? I'm I'm sure there's. I, I told you that you know the first impressions are the ones that stick. So everybody that I think of as comparisons are old. You know, yeah. when I think of guys with rocket arms, I think John Elway. 
you know, Brett Favre, you know, guys from my teens and twenties, those are the guys that come into mind. So, you know, the, the ceiling for, for, uh, for Justin Fields, Steve Young, someone like Steve Young, Steve Young was a fantastic runner with a great arm winner. Uh, he could be a, a right-handed Steve Young. Man, I, I'm not pulling against him, but that would be very bitter if the Broncos didn't have figured out the quarterback solution themselves. Kind of like with Josh Allen. Um, I love Bradley Chubb, big Bradley Chubb fan. God damn it. It <laughs> doesn't mean <laughs> a thing. Twice. You've cussed twice on this show today. Man. What, I, what was the other one? No, you dropped a GD earlier today. I'm like, oh, good. Now I can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's rule is if it's in the Bible, you can say it. And uh, I, <laughs> you know, that, that is, there's some of that in the Old Testament, I think. Um, Corey Johnson coming in Bible? here <laughs> saying, uh, should we also consider that Teddy is close to a top 10 quarterback uh, that he can be the starter for us long term? Only 28 years. Long-term quarterback argument doesn't lean towards favoring Drew, uh, in his opinion. Well, man, this is an interesting conversation, one that I honestly haven't even considered. I've always considered Teddy Bridgewater a stopgap, and I guess there is a reality out there where he plays, let's say he plays like a top 16 quarterback this year, where it's like, okay, am I paying him like top 10 quarterback money for that top 16 level play, considering now you're paying him a lot of money? And you're probably going to lose uh, weapons around him, right? Like this is as good of a offensive nest as you could possibly almost possibly imagine given how this roster is set up right now. But a lot of these guys are going to have to start getting paid or leaving. And uh, when you're paying that quarterback like Teddy, uh, you're going to make it even harder to keep some of those guys in there. So I don't know what, what extent, what are you looking for for even to consider bringing back Teddy Bridgewater um, so that you're changing your perspective for that Broncos quarterback position the next three seasons. When you say top 10, if you get top 10 quarterback play this year, pay, the Denver Broncos play, are championship, AFC championship, you know, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then then you start considering long term. He is 28. Um, I, I just I have doubts that that's ever going to be in him again, just because of yep. that injury was so debilitating that I, I just don't ex- I don't think that's going to be in him again. I don't think that's who he is. Um but yes, if you get top 10 quarterback play and he's on your roster, you re-sign him. Absolutely. It's hard enough to get a top 10 guy. If you've already got yeah. one, you re-sign him. And assuming it's not just a fluke, you know, where it's just not some flash in the pan, and, and I wouldn't expect it to be. If he's playing at a top 10, it means his trajectory is back on the rise, and he's still young-ish for a quarterback. So the answer is, without a doubt, if he's top 10, you re-sign him. Just uh, backtracking a little bit. What if he's, I I think you'd have to pay him top 10 money, but I'm saying like, what if he is playing at a like 16th to 20th level? Then then it's, it's time to, it's time to move on. If he's playing at a 16th to 20th level, you might resign him to a, a series of one year deals. You might bring him back as a, a second guy. Cause who else is going to give him that kind of money? Who else is going to sign him to a big deal? You know, maybe somebody that's in a similar situation as Denver who, you know, let's say the Falcons need a guy. Matt Ryan's 37 years old. They need a guy to come in and be that insurance policy until they can get their next quarterback. Does Teddy want to be that guy every time, or does he want to, to, to find a home? If he's the starter, he could be the star. If, if he's playing like that, he could be the starter at Denver for a few years. So you just have to watch out for someone coming in and giving him a big one-year deal. But if he's, you know, if, you're not going to have to worry about him getting paid that kind of money if he's, if he's in the bottom third. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You hope not. That's uh that's some desperate signings going on there sometimes for the, some teams at, at the quarterback position. Uh, Mo Ron coming in here, the $5 super over on YouTube. Thank you very much, Mo saying thanks for the show. Well, Mo, thank you for uh, supporting us. And uh, 
you know, putting your money where your mouth, where the, uh, I guess your fingers are, I guess. Where your mo case. is. Put mo money, mo problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're, so you just give it to us, mo. That'd be great. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, Guys, we do want to talk about the linebackers, but we're going to save that for next week. I'm um, just thinking about it or not Thursday. next week, next Thursday. Thursday. Um, but uh, yeah, any any final thoughts before we start to wrap it up here? Um, obviously, the Broncos quarterback position being ranked 32 out of 32 really uh, tanks this whole thing. But it's unfortunately, it's what we've been talking about all offseason, right? You, you not even get out of the, the tracks without my, the quarterback. My final, my final thoughts on that was ESPN had a good idea with a future ranking of, of, of three years to the top 32. Uh, but I think they ranked their their ranking for this year. Um, I, I think the, the the front office ranking was too low, and the quarterback situation. Yeah, it, it, the Broncos could finish twenty fourth in, in a power ranking this year if their quarterback play stays at thirty two. But it yep. shouldn't. The front office play was too low. When you're talking about having the twelfth best roster, who we think is a little underrated, but forget it, that if it's underrated or not. If you're ranking a, an overall roster at twelfth minus quarterback. And you've got the most salary cap room in the league. How's the front office 19th? It should start at 12. This team built a great roster. Basically, what they said was they were dumbasses. Haha, I cussed. They were dumbasses for not taking a quarterback. That's what it says to me that everything they did was just so laser focused on the quarterback position that they didn't pay attention to everything else that they were talking about. Yep. However, they will be proven right if uh, Justin Fields turns out to be a great quarterback and, uh, then uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater aren't the answer, unfortunately. Well, again, it, it also depends on Sertan. If Sertan turns yeah. into Champ Bailey, then you're not worried about what Justin Fields does. You're happy. Let's say that uh, Justin Fields <laughs> turns into an all-pro level quarterback and that Justin Field or uh, Patrick Sertan turns into a Hall of Fame level quarterback, cornerback. What's, what's, has, what has more value? You're, it's not about value. The, the, the saying is it's not – it's not the players you miss that kill you. It's the players you take that can't play. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting an all pro player with your pick at a position of need, especially in this day and age where the quarterbacks are so popular, it's a win. It's a win. You can't play that. What if game you got to win. Now let's go get the next guy who can play the guys that you take and can't play. They kill you. They absolutely kill you. But it's not a guy who ended up being somebody else. Every, that happens to everybody. I agree with you to an extent, but I think at some point you have to take the swing at quarterback. I'm just, just sit there. I, if, if, if I'm not going to down Sertan, if yeah. he ends up being a stud, is all is all I'm saying yeah. on that. That's a that's a that's good. It's exactly how I feel about Bradley Chubb and Josh Allen, right? It's like in hindsight, you could redo that one. I love Chubb. There now there what wasn't was nearly as much high. I mean, Josh Allen as a prospect wasn't. I, I hate even celebrating. I hate hearing myself even say this. But isn't as sure a thing as Justin Fields. Like Justin Fields, to yeah. me, was a higher level prospect than yes. than Josh Allen. Josh Allen was riskier, I guess, at the yep. time, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, unknown uh, to an extent. I mean, he had a, that junior season was incredible. His senior year, um, he lost uh, like three NFL caliber teammates on the offense, and he uh, regressed a lot. And uh, he was just throwing the ball too hard. Like his teammates couldn't even catch the ball. The, those Wyoming uh, receivers. So you know, God bless them. They're doing their best. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's a uh, Kind of hard to do. Um, I used to say that about Favre, about Favre splitting the webbing in in people's fingers and stuff when he was throwing the ball. Like, good lord, he's up there, Chief. Yeah, he's a Josh Allen's got a rocket. So did Brett Favre. Um, All right, guys. Well, I guess the the last bit I want to talk about here the the other one I didn't harp on as much. The coaching rank being what was it twenty fourth out of thirty two, twenty sixth out of thirty two. I think that's a little bit. 
29, that's way too low. You have, and I know how deep are these guys actually going on the coaches, but uh, everybody wants the Vic Fangio scheme on defense right now. What he was able to do last year, taking the corpse of that Broncos back seven and uh, leading them to a upper half defense um, was incredible. Um, and he should be even better this year. Um, the Broncos have Mike freaking Munchak, who's one of the best offensive line coaches in football. Uh, Bill Kolar is incredible. Zach Azani is considered one of the best wide receiver coaches in football as well. Um, that alone should get you, put you up there uh, higher than 29th. Now, if you would put him like 25th or something, uh, given, you know, is Vic Fangio actually a head coach caliber? Is he a coordinator right now pretending to be a head coach? You know, that's a fair argument. But 29th, especially given these other good coaches the Broncos have, especially in the trenches with Bill Kolar and uh, Mike Munchak, miss me with that. I, I don't agree with that one for one second. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know nearly as much about the coaching situation. Again, you got to rank people somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, and, and part of it is to play, to, to take a look at the other side, we can play debate because I, I agree with you, but let's, I'll take the other side of this debate and say, okay, well, we like this roster. We like this roster. We like this roster. What was the record last year? Yeah. Hard to win with 32 out of 32 quarterback. I know. Again, quarterback, <laughs> quarterback, quarterback. I know. God, it's, it's a broken record. It would be so fun to talk about this show. And I'm even really, after the draft, tried to really steer away from the quarterback conversation because it just, I mean, we've said it. You know, every single time we get pulled back to the same, it's like a black hole. It's pulling us right back to the same <laughs> conversation. Um, but uh, it's that important. I mean, it's, it's that simple and it's that important. It's simple to see. It's not an easy fix. Um, so, guys, uh, we're... That's going to have to do it for us for today for our show. Um, we will get to linebackers next week. I'll make sure to let Chad know um, that uh, we did not get there um, this week, but uh, we'll get there or this Tuesday, but we'll get there on Thursday. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. Um, this has been Broncos for breakfast. You can find Scott and myself uh, at Scout Kennedy for Scott and at Nick Kendall MHH for myself. While you guys are over there on Twitter, follow us at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle. Also uh, follow John want beast at John K MHH. Um, if you guys are joining us on Facebook today, first off, click the thumbs up, click the heart reacts. we got some ha- hearts in here. Um, we can get some more in there. There's 66 eyeballs in here, or I guess 68, 69. Uh, click the thumbs up, click the heart react, click the care react. That'd be great. While you're over there, make sure you go to, uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, uh, become a supporter, get involved. It's a lot of good conversations going on. If you're sick and tired of the quarterback conversation, get involved over there and talk about something else. You know, that's, that's, what's great about those communities. You get to dictate what you want to talk about. Um, that's, that's what makes it fun. Take, take control. Um, if you guys are joining us on YouTube today, uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share. Uh, that's the number one way you can help us outside of the superstar, uh, the super stickers, the super chats, you know, this is completely free to do. And if you'd like the show that can help us a lot, go to youtube.com also forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy, follow Scott there. I'm also posting his, uh, his link there in the chat. Just click that right now. What are you doing? You're doing nothing better. It's Tuesday. You're going to get your second cup of coffee. Scott's got his Malik Willis uh, high school tape up. Go check it out. Uh, click the link. Go to see what's going on with the new quarterbacks and uh, everything else that's coming up this it's, season. It's solid. He's, I mean, this, th- again, you watch that and tell me someone wanted him as a defensive back. Mm-mm-mm. No. Glad he's not playing baseball. <laughs> uh, no, that's quarterback. Future Broncos quarterback. I saw that, uh, the draft network did an edit of a uh, Malik Willis in a uh, Detroit lions uniform. So um, they're already starting. I mean, teams that need quarterbacks next year, lions, Broncos, Eagles, those are the teams that people keep cycling uh, for those. Well, edits. I tell you what, if the Falcons pass on another local kid, it's there's going to be hell to pay because there's, there's a lot of people down here still mad about 
you know, Matt Ryan still being the quarterback and passing on Justin Fields. And uh, Malik Willis is even closer to Atlanta than Justin Fields was. Well, we'll see. I think the Falcons are going to bounce back some, but man, that defense is not very good. Sorry, Scott. Um, but uh, guys, that's I, mean, gonna... I don't know. They're, they're, <laughs> they're secondary. You're, you're talking about a journeyman safety, a rookie safety, a second year corner. And I think I'm at the other corner position. That's We're just, gonna... the, and that's just the DBs. You guys send us super chats and uh, we'll get you a cast opportunity for defensive back for the Atlanta Falcons. Scott, <laughs> you will get Scott. will get you a tryout. Um, but guys, that's going to have to do it for us today. Everyone stay safe. We will see you next Thursday to talk linebackers. Then unless something seismic happens, um, that'll be our conversation Thursday, uh, which possible. Yeah. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is traded. Who knows? Um, but uh, hopefully no injuries. God bless everyone. Knock on wood. Everyone stay safe. Love y'all. We'll see you next Thursday. Go Broncos.